my God, Neil, how much of this episode is going to be Rankin Bass? Quite a bit of it, because uh, I was just going, just stuff off the top of my head, I kept coming up with, coming up with Rankin Bass shit. And it's like literally half the list that I have right in here in front of me. Post the list. All right. I don't think we're going to hit this all. I think I think we're just going to mention them and then laugh that the, that it was made and then move on. We are going to talk about Christmas in July, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's another Frosty cartoon that we forgot about. It's the one where he gets married. And is that the yeah, one before that. Christmas in July? Because, it, because yeah. in Christmas in July he had kids. and uh, Yeah. I barely remember Christmas in July. Christmas in July was... Uh, he created a brand new villain and... Uh, <laughs> of course, when we talk about Christmas car- cartoons, I saw something in the store today that had me laughing, just because of the sheer irony of it. What? what? Over at Hobby Lobby for twenty four ninety five, you can buy a musical Charlie Brown's Christmas Tree. <gasps> yeah, I saw those. Yeah, those are horrible. Okay, so I mean, forget the bad look. Forget the singing bass aspect of it. This is something that was taken from the greatest Christmas cartoon of all time. The most anti-capitalistic of all. Bingo! The anti-commercialism of Christmas. And what do yeah. they do? They commercialize it. Of course they did, because because <laughs> Schultz, Schultz himself like sold all that stuff just because he wanted to like help his family, and he knew the irony of all of like. Well, I always, I mean, I've said when I saw that thing, there's a reason why they waited until Sparky passed. To- Put this thing out the stores. This, it, I just saw that thing, and I just, I don't know. It was just like I started laughing because I, I just, I was like, it's like the irony of you could go literally outside, grab a branch, and make your own. But, but here's a singing version. Blanket too. Yeah, I know. It comes with Linus's blanket. So it's and it's a twelve-inch square piece of blue felt. Yep. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, Trump. I could go back into the back of Hobby Lobby to their craft section and get myself a 12 inch square blue belt. Yeah. For, for 95 cents. Yep. Pokemon and... had a Christmas episode? Yeah. Pretty much everything's had a Christmas episode. Yeah, I know there's a lot more that I'm just not thinking no, of. No, no, no. I watched the Venture Brothers one last night. Oh, yeah. with, with, with the, with the Clawfer? With uh, with Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. That I, That's what I love. German, Germanic? Christmas has it where if you're good, St. Nicholas visits you. If you're yep. bad, Krampus. Krampus comes down the chimney with a freaking axe and hunts you down. No, no, he has rusty chains and a rusty knife. I've heard, has... I've heard axe before. Well, I no, it, it changes. It's like I know that it's like different versions. And then let's see, like all the all the European myths about Santa Claus are all like you're Dark. gonna get totally beaten, like. In Denmark, it's he has a bunch of guys who will beat you up who follow him, like five or seven black men, I think is what they say. Well, what and, I love is in in Germany. If you go to Germany around mm-hmm. Christmas time, you actually see, you know, they have Christmas festivals where they actually have people dress up as as a uh, as Krampus and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen th- those pictures. Those this is nice. what you see. Yeah. Oh man, then there was the. And the My Little Pony, the My Little Pony one that just came out, the heartwarming Eve or whatever, where they did oh the God. stupid play about. I mean, I'm part German and I still don't get this. I, I totally get this because, like, it used to be cool to ch- scare your kids. Like, yeah, there are totally monsters in the woods. Good night. Leave your window open. That's how you give people night terrors. 
Yeah. Like, my dad definitely would like, hey, you want to hear a scary story? All right. And tell it to us and then say, if there's any flashing lights in the windows tonight, it's going to be a monster. And, of course, we live by a road. <laughs> well, see, my father would go out with a flashlight. <laughs> my dad didn't scare us like that. He scared us in other ways. Like, uh, he always told us that if the air conditioner was on in the car while we were driving and you opened up a window, the car would explode. Oh, that's a good one. And what happened was my sister was driving in the passenger side once, and her window was open. She couldn't close it, and she was crying. And my dad says, no, well, don't worry. Only your side of the car will explode. Oh. <laughs> Come to think of it, that's kind of terrible, isn't it? No, not really. That's what you do to kids. You <laughs> stuck with them. Jesus Christ. But, uh, oh, man, I am going to be able to see the Christmas special I've been waiting for next week, the China, Illinois Christmas special. Oh, God. I love China, Illinois. It's excellent. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Okay, so we ready for Christmas? Yes! Okay, let's, let's get this episode started then. aficionados we are talking about christmas cartoons and christmas specials i am your host ben and we're joined by my co-host mr neil be sure to drink your oval team and we have with us uh, thomas Rebor. let us dine now and treat the surplus population and again with us our favorite guest kitty hawk be sure to get your kfc christmas chicken deal 
that sounds pretty good to me, actually. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I, I've been laughing because, like, in Japan they have the, the chicken deal because, you know, their ovens are too small for turkeys, so they thought, oh, we'll have chicken instead for Christmas. So KFC is really big there. And then recently I've been seeing holiday feasts in America, and I'm just laughing and I'm waiting for them to include the crappy whipped cream cake with strawberries on top of it. And then my life will be complete as radio is nothing but J-pop. And then I'll have my chicken Christmas dinner and a white Saturn with Sega Central. Sega Central. Yeah. But uh, as we know, there, you know, every year around this time, the stations start playing these old Christmas specials. Uh, uh, Neil in Chicagoland gets a couple of extra specials that we don't. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, three classics from my era, too. I mean, actually before me. Yeah. yeah. But beside that, uh, this actually this Christmas Eve, they're going to be playing uh, Bozo, Gar, and Ray on uh, about 9 o'clock, I think. Yeah, they did. So set your DVRs. Absolutely. I, I saw it when they rented. Uh, it was from a few years back, and it's an introspective of the three greatest characters on television of all time. Uh, I, 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 I've recorded it just because it is such happy memories for me. Oh, yeah. And they also, I'm also talking about uh, Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe. Frosty the Snowman, and here comes Susie Snowflake. <laughs> I still have those songs running through my head. Curse you, WGN. Huh. They all originate from Garfield Goose, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was Frazier Thomas who originally had showed those. Yeah. And I was actually watching those, and I don't know, I think they're more charming than Rankin Bass's Not Motion Work. Oh, Rankin Bass. They were actually about 20 years before Rankin Bass's up, uh, 10 to 20 years. I mean, these were yeah. from early 50s, late 40s, early 50s. And you can't see them on YouTube. Yeah, um, and you know, when we talk about Christmas specials, Rinkin' Bass is like the powerhouse of Christmas specials. Oh, God, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they, they could just churn them out. I mean, God, God knows how many... Well, I'm looking at this list of, like, Frosties and Rudolphs, and, and I just remember being confused as a child with the Rankin Bass stuff because they would do the they would do Rudolph and then they did that creepy Santa Claus one where like he's like raised by elves and sh- and stuff. Oh, is that that that, yeah. that that that's Santa Claus year one. Santa Claus yeah. is coming to town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where and, we and, find out the horrible truth, Santa is a ginger. Yeah. And I remember watching this as a child and being kind of creeped out by that because I was like, that's not how Santa Claus became Santa Claus and this is just weird. But, yeah, all those stop motion Christmas movies. Uh, the the two that they that survived to at least to the uh, Dallas Fort Worth market every year. The two Rankin Bass ones that always came was always the Frosty Snowman cartoon and the stop motion Rudolph. Well, because those are the only two that aren't totally creepy. <laughs> like had, they are creepy, had, had, but they're not totally creepy. Well, I mean, you had some other ones that were pretty good. I mean, because you had the cute, nice, well-told ones, and then you had the crash commercialization cash-in on our previous successes. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the little drummer boy from Rankin Bass, stop-motion animation again, was a good telling of the story. Oh, yeah. But and they stopped, the, they stopped was... showing that after two years. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, you can't mention during Christmas time. <laughs> oh, it man. pops up every now and then. <laughs> it was definitely on the air when I was a kid. And 
another Christmas special that I absolutely love that that went out and actually told the cry story was uh, was the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh yeah, that's like the best. That's hands down. It is the best. Yeah, easily the classic. I mean, it, from the Vince Guaraldi music. Oh to, yeah. I mean, my, they actually cast children in the Peanuts roles, and it their was, voices were so charming. Yeah. I, I I will call it the Chrono Trigger of Christmas specials. It's like we brought together every a lister, like good animation, good music, great story, voice actors being children. It just makes it. It's just perfect. It, and, and you couldn't do it nowadays. And what I yeah. love was I was watching an interview with one of the producers of that. And mm-hmm. he talked about when they watched it for the first time after it was all done, they, they says, okay, they, they first admitted that their frame rate on the animation was extremely low for yeah. a production of that time. And they cast children and all these other problems. And when they finally watched it th- for the first time, the, the producer actually says, we killed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah. killed wow. it in the wrong way. Oh, well, I mean, but, they, he, but he, then... totally, he totally thought that they made a bomb. Until oh, yeah, I remember, finally I, remember, on TV. I remember it was negative, but then it was just, it's perfect. It's, it's beautiful. It's like the most, it, it probably has the best message of Christmas of any of the Christmas cartoons. Like most of them have attacked on, oh, and then we'll be giving at the end. Well, but, with the exception of the little drummer boy, I mean, yeah, I well, can't think of any Christmas special other than the Peanuts one that actually mentions the birth of Christ. Yeah, like, well, because they, it's because of the commercialism of most of the cartoons that they don't want to mention Oh, Christ, oh I for, forgot that's... one, forgot one, Neil. What? Hmm? Disney, small one. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That doesn't get shown a lot. Well, that's because it had a, a very direct Christ reference at the end. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. And that's always been sort of weird because, like, wait a minute, isn't this about, like, Christmas or something? But then again, like, it's the commercialism once again. They just want to be mostly Santa Claus and Rudolph. and Anything that's secular rather than, I mean, because you don't hear them talking about Hanukkah. You don't talk about anything that's actually religious-based. It is as much to cloud the issue as possible. Yeah, I mean, there there are, like, I'm just, there are a few Hanukkah specials. In fact, I was remembering the Rugrats Hanukkah special oh, yeah. the other day, which is a really good special. But, yeah, most of them are very secular, and I think that's just because it's easier to be secular and not get into the whole religious thing. And also, it sort of jives with the message of, it's Christmas, go buy some shit. Yeah. But Neil, I'm I'm looking at this, and uh, yeah, it's a small one is a is a great pick because Don Bluth, yeah, yeah. Disney's Don Bluth when he was at Disney, no less. But wow. it's religious, so it doesn't get it doesn't really get shown. I mean, like if Charlie Brown Christmas wasn't as um you know in, I would say in, classic institutionalized, like you have to show it every year. I don't think they would show oh, it. Would've been, it would have been buried. Yeah, it would have just been buried. I mean, I oh god, did you see that new one they made? The one that they put on Fox? No. New Charlie Brown? Okay, it was right after Thanksgiving and I don't even know what the name of it is cuz it's just horrible. Charlie but, Brown? Yeah, it's a new Charlie Brown and it is all flashtastic. It oh, is Oh god. Terrible. Ugh. It is wretched. And the thing is is that they're rehashing bits that you know, from the from the comic that were put in the cartoon 
except they're rehashing stuff from the old cartoons. And the only reason I can think of that they made this thing was keep the copyright current because I can't think of any reason other to make it except that someone recognized, oh shit, there hasn't been a real new c Christmas special in like, let's see, 40 years maybe? Because they also did an Ice Age Christmas special, which I was like, what? Whoa. I mean, I went and saw Ice Age. I admit that I saw Ice Age in the theater, but that is because I am obligated to go see all movies based on the Ice Age in the theater. I even saw The Day After Tomorrow in theater, which was... Now, that was you see the Ice Age. That was just a snow job. Uh, but I like have, a no I job have, for snow job. Uh, but yeah, like, let's see. Yeah, but the, the new Christmas specials are just horrible. The first... Christmas special that was really made when I was actually alive. The first one I remember that was a new one that was made was oh god. It was Garfield. I remember no, that. No, no, no. The Garfield one was actually good. The Garfield yeah. one was actually good. Okay. But no, the one that I remember. Oh, what is it? Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh Jesus Christ! Dun, dun, I dun. when did that come out? Because I don't remember. Late nineties. Late nineties. Really. The the cartoon did. I remember, I remember the music from when I was young. The, the song was around forever, but no, the the cartoon came out in the late nineties. Let me find the date. Okay. Okay, it came out in two thousand. Pardon me. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Oh, but there, let's see. I like the Simpsons Christmas special. The that first one was great. The first one yeah. was great because you have because it's such a nice message that you don't yeah. need money to be happy. You have, you know, well, Homer. It's, it's not that you don't need money to be happy. It's more that it sucks to be working class, but at least we got each other. Well, what well, I love was little helper. Yeah, 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 I love that because okay. the message was, you know, you know, Homer's miserable, Bart's miserable, the dog's miserable, but they decided that if they're all together, they. Don't have to be miserable anymore. Well, if they just turn, you know, turn it into a smile. The second one's not bad, where he steals the the game. It's not terrible. I mean, it's watchable. I did not like that one. It's watchable. Okay, I I have I have categories called watchable, which is I if it is on TV, I will watch it, the, and the that first, is, that falls under it. The first Simpsons uh, Christmas special was actually re really interesting no, was, to me because it was really good. It was back. This was around season one. This is the this is right around the time that the team made a discovery. What? The discovery was that Bart's not the main character. Well, no, this was this was actually back in the the, the period where it yeah, was, was more about the working class family than it was about wacky adventures. And like this is like I mean the whole episode goes through like the pains that a working class family has to go through in order to have Christmas, which is even though it's ridiculous that Bart's getting like a tattoo removal, it's sort of reminiscent of, oh God, there's this ex there's this big expense, and now Christmas is basically ruined. So Dad has to go get a job, and well, it really sort of, captures all that really well. It almost reminds you of a Christmas story, yeah, it, which is not that, animated, but is so cute that I might as well will consider it. Yeah. You don't, you're not a you, fan of a Christmas story? story? I hate it. I, I love it. I love it. I, uh, because, if only because I don't have to watch TBS anymore and see uh, the, hear nothing but that for a whole. Yeah, they ruined it. Yeah, but you know, you, you said that uh, 
this was around season one of The Simpsons. This actually was the very first episode. What? It was. No, it was not. I'm pretty sure it was. No. Uh, okay, I, I, I know it isn't, because I remember... I would watching, bet. Because I remember... Oh, we all go reaching for our computers to find out... I'm not even going to look it up, because I'm so sure I'm right. You're so sure you're right. Holy crap, Neil. Yeah? You're right. What <laughs> oh my no, what the fuck? Now, that's, of course, not including the uh, Tracy Ullman stuff. But... Well, yeah, yeah, but those well, don't count. Okay. It's uh, like... episode number one. Because I remember the commercial for the season appeared after the Christmas special. I'm like, there's going to be a Simpsons TV series? Yes. That is so weird. <laughs> I do remember the Tracy Ullman. That's it. Okay, I'm remembering I watched the Tracy Ullman stuff first. That's why I think that it was airing before. I should have put money on that. <laughs> too late. Too late to go back now. But oh, but but speaking of that, now the Family Guy Christmas special not so good because except for the whole bit about uh, about uh, Jesus and turning down playing the captain of the Enterprise. But actually, uh, it's the other way around. The guy, yeah. Who well, yeah. The guy who played Jesus. <laughs> no, the guy who played the, the Christopher Pike was yeah. rejected for the role of Jesus. No, he he did. Oh well, never mind. Anyway, what I was setting up is is that uh, Kiss Save Santa should be a Christmas special. <laughs> well, Chris, well, Santa already fought against the Martian, so what does he need Kiss's help for? Oh, my God. Uh, because if Kiss, because Kiss Save Santa is the best Christmas special in my mind. And and I choose to believe it's real, and that I could go rent it if I so choose to. But I don't want to because I have already memorized every scene of that animated special. Your mind is a dark and strange place. <laughs> and does this also have uh, Peter Chris as voiced by Casey Kasem, just like in Kiss meets the Fan with the Park? Yes, yes, it yes. Does. The, the coked up Peter Chris <laughs> who couldn't say his lines, <laughs> so he had to be dubbed. Gene's brother was an only child. Easy, Catman. They are serious. Robo reader. Yeah, I think I think I think it's got that. It's 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 everything you've ever wanted it to be. Oh man. So when Seth MacFarlane is done with the new Cosmos, the new Flintstones, which he has to do his penance for the new Cosmos. He has to do his penance for even wanting to do the Flintstones. Well, he no, he got. There's a he, okay. special place in hell for him. The deal is, is that he has to do the Flintstones in order to do Cosmos to get Neil deGrasse Tyson to do Cosmos. So I understand it's going to be terrible, and I'm looking forward to Cosmos and possibly a new Star Trek series. But after that, he has to do Kiss Save Santa. Wait, this is the first I've heard of the Seth MacFarlane is going to do Cosmos. Yes. Yeah. He uh he basically it's, basically sold his soul to do the Flintstones so that he can give wait, Neil deGrasse Tyson a show. When does Seth MacFarlane have a soul? Uh, have you heard him sing? He sings like an angel. Actually, See, I that's proof that he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I know this is Carl Sagan, but uh, isn't isn't this? I'm I'm about to call this sacrilege. <laughs> no 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 because no. like I actually think this is in the uh in spirit of Cosmos in that. A lot of the stuff in Cosmos has been like disproven, or we know a little bit more now. So it's about yeah. time to do a new series. And I actually am glad that you got Neil deGrasse Tyson to do it. Okay. And and 
and Seth MacFarlane is friends with um, with Sagan's uh, widow, so I think this is going to go very well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy basically like he, he can sing the songs, just he needs to stay off off the screen. No, I think yes. he's actually just handing this over to Neil deGrasse Tyson, saying, "You he's, do it, whatever." He's producing him. That's I think that's yeah. about it. Yeah, okay. and I think that's fine. And if he does a Star Trek too, that'd be awesome too. So one thing I have to bring up is what's really funny to me is whoever holds the rights to Rankin Bass, you know, even Rankin Bass themselves made sequels to their first Christmas hits. I mean, you know, Frosty Snowman, they made a sequel where Frosty got married. I mean, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, they made several sequels to that. What I remember is Crossover Time. Oh, my God. Crossover Time. Christmas in July. Yeah. Christmas yep. in July. I mean, someone has to do like a mishmash trailer of this some on YouTube somewhere where it's like they try to make it look like an action movie, <laughs> a buddy cop action movie. Someone has to do that because <laughs> and with and with that heavy bass song that you hear in a lot of the trailers that do 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 do. What the bodies of the well, I imagine several did when when the movie was first aired because this well. was actually this was absolutely wretched. This was it, it first introduced a new villain, uh, some sort of wintry villain, because you know yeah. these Christmas specials don't have enough of those guys. Yeah, they couldn't bring out Jack Frost again or anything like that. Oh man! Jack so they invented one. And now, oh man! And now he, had a, a... he had a sleigh led by snakes, and he yep. lives he lives in the Arctic, so. How's that working out for you? Uh, they're like snow snakes or something. <laughs> snow snakes. You know. Did anyone snakes. explain reptiles to these people? Uh, I I don't think you need to. Well, I mean, okay, maybe they're warm blooded snakes. I don't know. Let's just keep going. Hey, I'm still <laughs> boggled by the fact that I heard a version, a hip hop version of the Heat Miser, Cold Miser song within Bed Bath and Beyond. <gasps> Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of like uh like demo scene versions of different songs recently. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm actually I actually enjoy because and they're almost unrecognizable and I'm actually enjoying it because it's like, wow, now you're going to like abstract Christmas songs to the point where they're not Christmas songs anymore so that you can have a a new song that you can copyright or I don't know, it's hip. So let's talk about cartoons that, you know, like the Simpsons Christmas special, where it's a regular cartoon, but they decide to have a Christmas episode. Uh, oh, God. There's so many, there's so many shows and movies that do Christmas specials wrong. I mean, we could, we could just, you know, because it has a cartoon in it, we could talk about the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, let's not and say we didn't. <laughs> uh. I'm looking at the list of things like that you've got, and there's only one on there that I can actually think was any good. Let's see. Batman? Bingo. Yeah. yeah, of course. Where I mean, Joker actually point... sings, Joker actually sings the yeah. Batman got, or no, it was uh, yeah. Jingle Bell Bell Bell. lost its wheel. Yeah, there's Which actually two awesome. Batman Christmas special episodes. Really, Christmas with a Joker and Holiday Nights. Yep. Oh yes, Holiday Nights is 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 another favorite because it has a scene where Barbara Gordon is like snuck between two aisles in a in a shopping mall. Well, let me interrupt you there because that's actually. Christmas uh, uh, Holiday Nights was actually done first as a comic book. Yes, it was. And yes. they actually, adapted over. They actually didn't include one of the stories in the comic. It was the Mr. Freeze story they did not include in the cartoon. Which was a shame, because that was... 
I mean, they all all four of those stories were great stories. But that was the best one. Oh. But uh, like I said, there was a scene in that holiday nights where Barbara Gordon stuck between two clothes aisles in a in a busy shopping mall to strip off and dress as Batgirl. Yeah, she was oh. in the changing room. She wasn't yeah. in the changing room. She was, she was between two aisles. But uh, according to the comic, she was in the changing room. Okay, and the she co- even yeah. sat down on some of the pins that somebody left there. But I mean, to me, it, it, Christmas was the setting, not the reason for the story. I mean, so many of these we have to do a Christmas show is we've got to force everything that we think is Christmas into this thing and squeeze it into until all the blood is out of it. Now, this Actually, was the there was one one sweet moment in Holiday Nights that I thought was almost Christmassy. It was when Bullock was Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious, and with the uh, oh yeah, your dad is Mad Dog McCree, <laughs> and he gave the kid like twenty bucks. But like to me, one of the great things about it—it's funny because it wasn't Christmassy. It was finding out that Harleen Quinzel was Jewish, <laughs> and, she, I mean, you know, and she wanted a Christmas tree. I love that. I mean, that was a great bit. Of course. It's, they're so bright and pretty and festive. Aren't you Jewish? And? Yeah, what I loved oh, was oh. she's asking for a Christmas tree from from Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Well, of course. Where else are you going to get an awesome Christmas tree that'll eat the presents? Actually, it, Poison Ivy was disgusted with the suggestion because it's murder. Yeah. I'm not support this mass murder. Yeah. Oh, you could have one of those living trees. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, terrible, I forgot about the Flintstone Christmas. How'd that work well, out? They, that was Christmas before Christ was born. Yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to find was like examples of like. They Christmas actually had a lot of jokes Christ. like that in the Flintstones. I remember one where they were decided to go visit the Grand Canyon. All it was was like a little stream. Yeah, yeah I, 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 those were pretty good gags. But like all the all whenever it's like a prehistoric show and they they're talking about Christmas, I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there a in Christmas? I want to believe it. There's actually a whole bunch of Flintstones Christmas uh, yeah. shows. One, well, one is of the original series, and that's, that's the best one. Well, yeah, that was when they actually had people who knew characters and had talent writing them. Yeah, but they actually believed that writers could be paid back then. <gasps> I know. What a shock. Heavens. That's... Or like, you know, whenever like it's a mythical world and they're celebrating Christmas. Now, you know, you can go awesome and go Star Wars holiday special with that. (laughs) Oh, jeez. First appearance uh, of Boba Fett. Exactly. Which I've spoofed last year in my my webcomic because... Why not? Let's go for it. Star Wars Christmas special. It's awesome. Let me take but the cartoon it's... itself is not festive. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. It's... Well, neither, neither is Grandpa Wookie watching porno. But... I know. He's uh... watching porn. He's watching porn. He was getting really excited, too. <laughs> but, yeah, there's all these other Christmas specials that were just so bad. Like, uh, oh, my God. I'm trying to remember one that I'm trying to not remember one. Oh, I got a good one. Uh, He-Man. The Snow White Christmas. No, we'll get the He-Man. The Snow White Christmas, which was done by Filmation. <laughs> and it it was done in such a way that it, it was almost kind of a sequel to the Disney one, but the characters were just off-model enough that they got away with it. I mean, the the witch or the queen was really close, and the mirror was basically the same character. And it was... 
Snow White's daughter, who was also named Snow White, <laughs> and, she, and she met not seven dwarves, but seven friendly giants. Oh my! Oh my God, <laughs> Kitty Hawk, this is brilliant. Happy Living Day. <laughs> yes. Oh God! I had no idea this was made. I love the holiday special. It's one of my one of my favorite things on earth. Because it was it was officially made by George Lucas. Well, because like that's the worst idea. Well, like Christmas brings out the worst ideas, and that's why partly I like Christmas. Is like they try to like shoehorn in a Christmas story into something that doesn't deserve to have a Christmas story. Should not. And I I always look forward to what is going to have a Christmas special this year. Well, like when I was a kid. Yeah, like She-Ra. I mean, like, that makes no goddamn sense. Oh, that reminds me. How can we forget the Futurama Christmas episodes? Which is a really good, which are all really good. Oh what what I loved was Kwanzaabot, because Kwanzaabot oh. doesn't give gifts. He gives a book that's, that's called What the Hell is Kwanzaa? Which was, I mean, and, and like Santa being like a killer robot. Yeah, just, because apparently, apparently, mom's robot company decided to build a robotic Santa, but they accidentally programmed his standards too high. Yep. <laughs> oh, I just love all the Futurama Christmas specials. They're just so. Oh, and then the elves the, with the elves and. The uh, Neptunians or. Yeah, know, the Neptunians, yeah. yeah. And early Futurama was good. And of course, uh, the thing that they're tied us all together. Uh, you remember who voiced the Hanukkah zombie? Oh my god, Ooh, who, who was it? Mark Hamill. Oh, oh yeah. Mark Hamill. He's everyone. I love how they actually showed the Hanukkah zombie after they just made a joke about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, Kwanzaa boss, like, so there you know, can do, gotta go beat the Hanukkah zombie. It's like, that was totally a throwaway line. But that episode had so many great jokes in it, like when Bender was on trial for being Santa, and then they had everyone else come in saying, no, I'm Santa, and then Zoeyberg comes in, and I'm his friend Jesus! <laughs> and what I, love was, what I love was, you know, the Bayer thought Zoeyberg really was Jesus, like, how dare you lie in front of Jesus? <laughs> And, and then the real Santa shows up. He's like, "Jesus, save us!" And and, and Zoeyberg's running out saying, "I I help those who help themselves." <laughs> oh. That whole Jesus bit will have me on the ground rolling. <laughs> and I know it's sacrilege, but I don't care. Nah, it's fine. It's funny sacrilege. Therefore, it's falling. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Yeah, so many things on the list to which I don't want to remember. I mean, anything oh, related chip, with the Smurfs, oh my god. Oh man, Chipmunk yeah. Christmas, like... Now that one it, was to be expected. That was done by Chuck Jones. Yeah, and like, I remember that, and my brother had the album for that. How can, and we, that, how can we talk about Christmas... Oh, you actually have it on the list, never mind. Which one? What, what? How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Well, of oh, course you have to have that. Of course that's on the list. Of course, Forrest Karloff. How can you not love that Christmas? Oh, what I love Ravenscroft. In, in Chuck Jones at his peak. Yes. Exactly. I mean, and you're that, right. Mr. Karloff doing the song. Yeah. Uh, what an abomination it was to have Jim Carrey redo it for that travesty of a movie. Well, I mean, and like, I, in 30 minutes, it's such a powerful piece compared to the two and a half hour. Monster. 
shit fest Mr. that is Grinch. the Jim Carrey movie. Oh, I love was that grin that wouldn't stop. Oh. Yes. <laughs> because Chuck Jones was like, okay, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Keep and the eyebrows that Matt, I mean, they just got wide. I know. Okay, here's a Christmas special that I forgot the name of, but you all might know. Okay. It's about there's this clock tower and a clock maker, and there's like a family of mice that live in this clock as well as these humans. And someone in the smart mouse said that sent a uh, letter to Santa Claus, and Santa Claus never came back. And they decided to make a clock tower that sang a song so Santa comes back. Anyone know this at all? Um, uh, wasn't that the Twas the Night Before Christmas? Yeah, that's it. Rankin Bass again. Yep. Okay, it's... I just remember they only showed it, like, for four years when I was growing up, and then they stopped showing it. Well, it... it, it and then they got that creepy-looking Santa that doesn't have a mustache, which always bothered me. You want to talk about creepy Santa, watch Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> they, they made Santa look... Like, no, no, it always bothered me when I was a little girl that the Santa didn't have, if a Santa didn't have a mustache, that really always bothered me, because it just was like, that's not right, he's got a mustache, because the mustache god re- recognizes. I, I, so I didn't know about the mustache god. I say he looks Chinese, not evil. No, he was evil. Oh, wow, a lot of the, uh, many of the staff that worked on this went to work on Studio, work at Studio Ghibli. Oh yeah, I don't have to. Uh, ben just uh, linked us to Hard Rock Copeland Joe. I, I mean, I grew up with this thing. Yeah, I've I've never seen this. Like I'm I'm from the south. So, like, like I said, like I said, the, the stop motion on this I think is more char- charming than Rankin Bass's stop motion. Oh yeah, yeah. Except for Santa Claus. Yeah, because like clearly we, Chinese. We never got any of this sort of stuff. We always got whatever the the networks were playing. Yeah, and like I said, I mean. It, They've got, oh, when you link to it, um, over on the right-hand side, they've also got the links to Frosty the Snowman, the original Frosty the Snowman. Okay, I've seen this before. And Susie Snowflake. I've, ne- I've never, I never knew what it was. I've only seen, like, clips from it. I'm Hydra. I'm Coco. I'm Joe. <laughs> yes, it is the 50s. <laughs> uh, Centaur Productions, if I remember correctly. Yes. On this and on uh, Susie Snowflake. And funny that you mentioned Frosty Snowman. Did you know that uh, very recently they made a, an animated Frosty uh, sequel where Frosty is voiced by John Goodman? I think I'm aware of this. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that is like the uh, the tradition now. If the original voice actor died, John Goodman. <laughs> Blue died. John Goodman. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that. I think it's just that. Well, well, I mean, when the voice actor of Garfield died, uh, Bill Murray actually filled in. Well, I yeah, think uh, that, that I think was, that was um, I think that was karmic revenge. Yeah, well, I mean, the, that, that's what I was going to say because Garfield was originally voiced by Lorenzo Music, uh, yeah. Broke of the Doorman back on Rhoda and Bob Newhart. Yep, and, and he also, also voiced Doctor Venkman yeah, on Ghostbusters. Yes. Until so, until until Bill Murray says, "Why do I sound like Garfield the cat?" Yeah. And, <laughs> and then he was like. Oh, well, I guess I'll play Garfield the Cat for a while. Makes And nowadays, it's actually, uh, oh, who's Frank Frank Welker? Welker. Yes. And he's terrible at Garfield. Terrible. I mean, he's in the right range, but, you know, you you know Frank Welker's voice. I mean, he's in every cartoon. Every cartoon. I think he's also doing the barks for Odie. 
He probably, probably, he, might, he probably is, honestly. Well, we said that there are only three voice actors that do animal voices. Uh, Welker's one of them, and um, I can't think of who the other two were. But yeah, don't watch the new Garfield at all. The CG Garfield is terrible. No, I've, wa- I've watched it. It's pretty bad. You know what really pissed me off? They gave Nermal a male voice. What? That's not cute. What? Why did they do that? Because Nermal is a male cat that they thought that... Because a lot of people ha- thought Nermal was a girl from watching the old Garfield cartoon. He's a kitten. But and he's, he's got like a... He, he should have almost like a boyish kind of voice. I thought like, I thought plus, I thought a woman voice actress for Normal was perfect for the original Garfield cartoon. Yeah, I remember that voice. That was a pretty good voice. But I don't. Whatever. It's it's just amazing that there's still Garfield being made. I'm like, hey, as long Garfield? as there's a buck that Jim Davis can squeeze out of it, yeah, they'll be Garfield. I, I think it's pretty cool that he's okay with like the fan projects, but other than that, it's like, ugh, Garfield still around. They don't even talk about his age in the cartoon in the comic anymore because he would have been long dead. <laughs> he would have been buried in the backyards. <laughs> yeah, like and and carried off by a coyote. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. TFG and Mike here, and I'm checking in with the animation aficionados on their Christmas cartoon episode, and I'm here to talk about the 1969 Rankin-Bass Frosty the Snowman. This is amazing. Great, great story. Awesome music. You got Jimmy Durante narrating. You got the voice of Jackie Vernon as Frosty. June Foray voiced all of the children. Um, very, very awesome. You have Paul Freeze as the Ticket Man and Santa Claus. This was a great, awesome special. This brought the song of Frosty the Snowman to life for me. I watch this special every year at Christmas. So awesome. Very, very good. And then there is the quote-unquote sequel, Frosty Returns, starring Jonathan Winters, John Goodman, Elizabeth Moss, Michael Patrick Carter, Brian Doyle Murray, Andrea, Andrea Martin, and Jan Hooks. Um, I was horrified at this, because I thought this was a newer version. I thought this was going to be a sequel to the original uh, Rankin-Bass 1969 Frosty. Oh, no. It basically takes that same story, but puts different characters in it. And I know it. This by the time this came out in 1993, um, Jackie Vernon passed away. But John Goodman, as much as I love him as an actor, he is no Frosty the Snowman. Damn it! What the hell? I can't believe they allowed this special to be made. First of all, I can't believe Bill Melendez directed this. The guy that you know, was the right-hand man to Charles Schultz and all the peanut specials. What the hell was Bill Melendez smoking at the time? Oh, my God. Ah, uh, my brain is about to break just talking about this Frosty Returns BS. Anyone who loves Frosty the Snowman, watch the original Rankin-Bass 1969 Frosty the Snowman. I'll talk to you guys later. I just can't deal anymore. I'll be back on Christmas Day. Oh my god, there's a Glow Friends Christmas. Yes, there was! Wasn't wasn't there a... Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there a a, a Gummy Bears Christmas? 
Yes, I believe there was. There's been everything. I, I, is there any cartoon series that hasn't had a Christmas special? Have the Ghostbusters have had a Christmas special? Yes, they yes. did. Yes. Well, yeah, they, 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 they went through Carol. a times. They went through a time hole. Met Ebenezer Scrooge and captured the ghosts of Christmas past, present, mm-hmm. and future. Oh, you know what? I saw this on demand last year. Yeah, they, I remember that. <laughs> Even Invader Zim has a Christmas special. It was the final episode. You know what? I think that was actually funny how Ghostbusters did because they're like, oh, they're the ghosts of Christmas past. Yep. They're ghosts. I know. It's brilliant. (laughs) But I think that I think everything's got to have a Christmas special, which is the reason I always do a Christmas special every year is because it's ridiculous to do like because most series should not have a Christmas special. It just doesn't make sense. Wasn't there a Transformers Christmas special deal? No, but there was a G.I. Joe one. And yeah. in that one, Cobra gets shrunken down to toy size so that they can so that they can be smuggled into G.I. Joe headquarters with a with a a whole trailer full of toys and they take over the base and it is so stupid. And it ends with giant Polly. You know what's funny? What that that was actually a premise of a character in Venture Brothers. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Kitty Hawk knows what I'm talking about. What was this? Tiny Joseph. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my God, I feel I feel dirty for remembering that, but uh, I feel dirty weird. for you remembering that. It's but, weird when Japanese cartoons do Christmas specials, like Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. The Pokemon Christmas special. Well, it wasn't a special; it was a regular episode. But it was yeah. weird. Well, but the, they they sort of treat Christmas different. They totally embrace the commercial side of Christmas. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, go buy your KFC, buy your cake. Um, go have sex. But you know what? Macross didn't do that because Macross, weirdly enough, did Christmas the Christian way. Well, <laughs> because, because it's, it's more serious. It wasn't like yeah. angels, kids or anything. But it was like you saw a church and you saw people in church singing Silent Night. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is weird. Actually, well, this I reminds don't... me of uh, the Justice League Christmas special, <laughs> Comfort and Joy, where you actually had a. Uh, you know, John Jones uh, watching the, uh, listening to the uh, church singing, uh, yep, singing a hymn. I, it was actually, it wasn't a Christmassy Christmas song. It was more of a, it was much more of a Christian Christmas song. Yeah. Although the bit with uh, Green Lantern and Hawk Girl did seem a lot like Christmas at my place. Yeah. What the but, drinking alcoholic drinks with worms? The bar fight. Oh. <laughs> yes. But uh, but but Christmas like. In, in Japanese cartoons didn't really become big, I would say, till like, the 90s. Because when I was there, I don't remember... I remember there was Christmas, and this is, like, in the late 80s. They had Christmas, but it wasn't such a big deal. It wasn't really a big deal until the 90s, because I remember seeing the advertisements coming out of Japan, and it was like they were making a much bigger deal of Christmas. And that's why you had more Christmas specials happening... And now pretty much every cartoon has some, like, Christmas episode in it. Whereas before it was just sort of like, uh, something to do with Santa Claus, I guess? I'm trying to remember if Detective Conan had one. I I think it did. I remember. If it's it's post, I would say, like, post-1992, it's going to have a Christmas episode. Oh, I got one for you. Did you ever see the Loop on the Third Christmas episode? 
No. <laughs> I barely remember this I one. I need to see this now. I think they actually had Santa show up at the end. Yeah, I yes. think I... Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, it Santa shouts something, like, really coy to Lupin, like, you weren't quite that good this year, the young man, or something like that. It's, uh, I, 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 I don't want to remember it, but it's stuck in my brain. I think there was a Doraemon where they actually, like, went back to the birth of Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds a lot like what was that thing called? Because, like, I remember, so, because, like, the Japanese are always, like, I, I'll have to say this. The Japanese get more to the meaning of Christmas than Americans do. Because they'll always bring up Jesus. And it's like, wait, you're going to bring up Jesus, but you guys don't, aren't Christian. But, like, okay, this is just totally weird. Okay. Well, well the thing that, to remember, though, is, uh, you know, Back to the Future made the joke December 25th, year zero. But the thing is this. Christ wasn't born in December. They they moved Christmas no, to December to to offset the the, the winter e- equinox because yeah. that way they could get a lot more pagans to uh, to convert oh, yeah. because well, like, that was Easter, a big party back then. Easter being the uh, the spring uh you know uh, equinox. The spring equinox yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so I mean yeah I know that it's totally like they moved it to that and that the tree is actually a representation of the big bonfires that they used to have. And that, you know, a lot of the symbols are actually all pagan symbols, which I've always found found hilarious. But, um, yeah, I, and that's why I kind of, like, I can embrace Christmas even without, like, the Christian message, just because it's mostly a holiday built on top of a pagan holiday. So I like all the parts, like, Christmas tree and presents and eating, and that's just fine by me. Yeah. Being with the family and yeah, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. stuff that's, that I embrace yeah, too. Yeah, it's 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 more that's more what I enjoy. But yeah, I know yeah, I know about like the whole let's take away the uh the winter solstice uh holiday away from the pagans and all that. Even though, you know, that was more badass burning a big ass pile of trees and then like eating uh meat and drinking meat and fighting each other. You know, more like festivals. Well, what about drinking wassail? Wassail. Wassail. No, 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 awesome. Now, eggnog. Egg. But uh, do you remember the Jetsons Christmas? Oh, oh yes, oh. I do remember the Jetsons Christmas. Which, I'm which so I glad thought was, this was after my time. Which, which <laughs> I, which I think is very hollow because George Jetson works only like three hours a day, anyways. And yeah, the big thing that he wanted was Mr. Spikes to give him more time off. I mean, well, I mean, get away wait. from the office. I mean, he isn't three working. Three hours a day. I know, but he's pressing a button. I know, but this is the future when, you know, people are even more worthless and we just give them jobs so they aren't wandering around the city all day. Now, is this in the good season one or the sacrilegious season two? <laughs> season that takes place 30 years after season one. Season two. Uh, <laughs> Where they had that second pit. Oh, yeah. Oh. Orbity. Whatever it was called. Orbity. But yeah. Scrappy Orbity. too. But uh, <laughs> you, you say sacrilegious. Nothing's as sacrilegious as the Jetsons movie, which we will eventually get to. Oh, oh man, man! I I saw the Je- see. Yeah, I saw the Jetsons movie for my birthday when it came out. Oh man! It was number one. You had you have uh, you actually had Glenn Kennedy do the animation, and number two, oh. you replaced Judy Jetson's voice with Tiffany. Yeah, a singer. And then both yeah. Mel Blanc and George O'Hanlon went out on that movie. It's the last oh. thing they ever did. Oh, that's so sad. It, it hurts. That is so sad. 
And the original voice of Judy Jetson actually recorded all the lines, and then she got dubbed over with Tiffany. <laughs> it's just an insult. Yeah, well, they thought, well, they thought they were. They thought she was alone now. No, they, they, Hannah, Hannah. Oh, but Hannah Barbera has been known to do stuff like that. Like I've heard stories of like um, one of the guys who did Scooby Doo ended up doing all the lines of Scooby Doo for one of the animated special. No, it was for the movie. I think it was one of the movies, and then they got someone else to do it. Oh. Yeah. Now they did credit. I think they ended up crediting him, but he didn't since he didn't do the. They said he didn't do the majority of the lines, which means he didn't do any of them in the end. He well, this, is, uh, this is uh, after they were bought out by um, Warner. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, because yeah. things got bad. And then things got worse in the AOL Time Warner days. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> should, we, should we mention Mickey's Christmas Carol, Neil? Oh, sure. yes. And who was the original voice of Daffy Duck? Or Donald Duck. Oh, my God. I think that's his very last uh, appearance. What I remember was watching a series of, of holiday or Christmas uh, uh, Disney cartoons. One I remember was where Donald was was having a snowball fight with his nephews, and Donald's actually making hardened ice bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Donald was a jerk. <laughs> well, he makes them smoke jerk. all those cigars, too. The old Donald was mean and I loved him. <laughs> well, I, I I love old Disney in general. I mean, like the old Mickey cartoons. Everyone was mean back then. What was the one where uh, where Chip and Dale were in the Christmas tree and uh, Pluto's oh, Pluto's Christmas? Yeah, and Pluto kept barking at him, and Mickey would be like, "Pluto, <laughs> your dog gone, mutt." <laughs> That's not bad. Here we go. Um... Doesn't say that that was his last film, oh, but it does it say that uh, Clarence Nash, aka Ducky Nash, the voice of Donald Duck, was the only original actor uh, to voice the character might... in Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, I think that. Wow. Might have been. Okay. Could we count? Could we count uh, as a Christmas uh, story the Steadfast Tin Soldier? That was animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually like that one a lot. The Steadfast. Tin Soldier. And of course, there were several animated versions of uh, the Nutcracker Suite. Yes, there were. You know, both, uh, there was one stop, an- uh, stop action animated, and I think there were two cell uh, animated. But hey, I mean, it's in the public domain, so I expect to see a lot more soon. Yeah. Could a lot of those stories by uh, by Hans Christian Andersen be, you know, his wintertime stories be considered Christmas stories? Because a lot of them have been animated. Just a lot of them yeah. are very, very well, dark. The, the, snow, the Snow Queen. Yeah. And um, Matchstick Girl, which the Disney Matchstick Girl is really pretty. Did that one actually have a happy ending? No. No. Okay. It was actually really good. Like they didn't put a happy ending. I was, I think it was originally supposed to be part of the Fantasia 2000, but it didn't make the cut or something. Wow. Uh, well, what's funny is I'm reading here they slapped it as a special feature on The Little Mermaid, which was another Hans Christian Andersen story that they did have. Hap- yeah, that was it. By. Yeah, it was supposed to be for Fantasia 2000, but then did make they didn't put it in there. Oh, it's it was Toei did an version. Yeah. And then there's the Snow Queen, which I remember watching as a little girl. Wow. It's, yeah, these stories, you know, Hans Christian Andersen really knew how to make kids happy. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's basically what most like European fairy tales yeah. were. Take a look at the original Grimm stories. I mean, it was mostly to scare you. It was like, because yeah. like you're sitting around, you're bored. Being you know, scare, telling scary stories is awesome if you got nothing else to do. It's like how we now go to our space decks whenever we want some horror. <laughs> wow, Disney did a version of the Gift of the Magi. Yeah, I think with I Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, oh my that. god, I love the Futurama version of that story. Gift of the Magi. Yeah, the Futurama. Did, it was a two. It was like a thirty-second quick joke where where uh, basically uh, uh, Hermes and Amy were exchanging gifts, but they both like donated oh, their hair. Or yeah. to, to, to buy a comb, and then, and they both didn't have hair. And, and Zoeyborg is like, "Whoa, I can use these combs for this new hair I have." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about Futurama is they 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 took that joke and they made it worse. <laughs> well, it, the story wasn't a joke, but you get what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh... That really was one of the best bits of that Futurama Christmas episode. I think that was the second one. Yeah, there were two. There were two of those in the original se- series. Yeah, I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, we we're talking about John Goodman. John Goodman was Santa Claus in the Futurama Christmas special or episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. Or, or at least one of them. I think he yeah, might were... not have been in the second one. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, second one was still good. Oh, you know what? <laughs> How about the California raisins? Oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember that. The high commercialism. That that two years where they were just on top of the world, and then that, they kind of that was the time period. Up. Like, well, yeah. I, would, I would say like the late '80s, early '90s was that second wave of like when all those other Christmas specials were produced. And it was just sheer, ca- you know, commercialism, and ah, oh, I remember that period. It was awesome. If I remember correctly, didn't uh, Jamie Heineman do work, some of the prop work for that? He's done everything. I could have sworn that he did. It's uh, no, I'm I'm joking when I say that. I'm I'm saying like he's done. He actually he he was Christ. <laughs> I thought he was one of the assistant builders when God created the universe. He was that too. He's been every, he's been everything. He, any job, he's been it. He built the ark. You know that. And uh, and Adam Savage is the reason why there's there's uh, shows like that have insurance. Yeah. Wasn't there like a major accident on on MythBusters just recently? Yeah. 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 Ball bounced down down the street through a house up the stairs. Yep. No, literally, it it really did take this trip. That was incredible. yeah. It was wow. I saw I saw all that damage. That was excellent. <laughs> and nobody hurt. Wow. Nope. Well, that's because Adam fly- wasn't there that. That's they were Adam. firing it, and then it, it started bouncing. That's because Adam wasn't there that day. If Adam was there that day, they'd find some way for him to get hurt. But <laughs> <laughs> you know that those people could sell the house for a lot more money than it's worth. Hey, come by the house that the MythBusters wrecked. <laughs> Are you going to repair it? No! Look who destroyed it! We haven't mentioned the Space Ghost Christmas special. Oh my god. Oh my god. Which has my favorite song of all time. Let me find it. Should we mention, just on a tangent, uh, about the comic book character Santa Claus in DC Comics, Tom? Uh, in which time? 
Well, DC used to do these hilarious Christmas specials. There was one that was really funny where basically every year Santa goes to Apocalypse to deliver a lump of coal to Darkseid. Oh, yeah. I, I think that was Peter David's rating on that one. But, yeah, I mean, this, that, that was a recent one. I mean, they used to do the giant-sized Christmas, Christmas with the superheroes back in the 70s. I mean, these were literally uh, something like one and a half by three feet books. But yeah, I I just love that story with where it was like, uh, you know, uh, Santa versus Darkseid. I oh, love oh, talk Space about. Man. Should we talk about the the uh, C Lab uh, Alvis Day special? Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the the what? Anyway. Okay on on C Lab, there's not any religions that we have. They they have their own religions. One of them is Alvis Day, where they celebrate the life of Alvis. And Alvis was was a uh, oh yeah slinger who uh, <laughs> it's it's quite frankly one of the the funniest things they've done because because there's the book of Alvis and uh, the ghost of Alvis shows up and he, and he says stuff like silence crap screamer and it was really <laughs> stupid but I couldn't stop laughing. Well, C Lab C Lab is awesome. That was C Lab back when they had uh, Murphy. Yeah, after Murphy left, it sucked. Die. It, had, it still had Eric Estrada. Well, yeah, but the writing kind of was... Until they wrote him out for a year and had Sharko. Sharko. You know, that was a character with fight. Yeah, you don't know about that, Kitty Hawk? Uh, they replaced Marco, Eric Estrada's character, with Sharko, uh, uh, Marco's half-shark son. Not voiced by Eric Estrada. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Oh, now I'm at. I, I, I just I, I I watched. I think I watched the first two seasons, and then I just stopped watching because I just it, it it just got stupid, stupider and stupider to the point where it was like they weren't even trying anymore. What about the Ghost of Christmas Past from the Future? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was in that parking lot long ago, before the time of Sigourney Weaver. Oh man, and and then Aqua Teen had a Christmas special too. Yeah, that's where the Ghost of Christmas. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, I remember that. I love I loved all the early Adult Swim cartoons. They were all so good. What happened? Oh, do you remember a little Christmas cartoon that was? Oh God, let me let me remember all the details of it because I don't want to name the wrong people. But it started Drew Barrymore. Uh, all of the rain. All of the other reindeer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Matt Groening, why? Well, it's just, it, I'm, I remember reading the little children's story, and then they did the children's special, and I was like, yeah, this is a cute little book, but I don't know how you can, like, stretch this in 30 minutes, and, and God damn it, they did. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. And I remember the animation wasn't all that great either. Considering they were like, ooh, look, it's in 3D. That wasn't really 3D. It was... If I remember. It was it was like super flat. It was it was like cardboard oh, construction. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The reason I'm thinking it was in 3D was because I think it was 3D models with... Uh, that was sort of flash-tastic. Oh, yeah, they were, they were 3D models, and they had... It was sort of like how, how Homestar is... 2D, but it's actually 3D. Oh, wow, they had Billy West on this. Yeah. Billy West is also, well, you get 
He's not in everything, but he gets around. Yeah. Oh God. This is. <sighs> yeah, all of the other reindeer were too terrible. Yes, but you can say that about almost all of these Christmas specials. Nearly all of them are terrible after a certain point. I mean, I would even rather take the early Rankin Bass stuff over the stuff now. Well, I mean, well, at least the, some of the early Rankin Bass, and like I said, with the Penis Christmas special, got got what Christmas was about. Yeah. Then you've got, I mean, you've got stuff that has to do with Christmas, and then you've got everything else. Well, and it's mostly nowadays. It's it's honestly like it's an obligatory thing that you have to do, like. Like in Japan, you know, you have to have the obligatory New Year's episode or the obligatory Obon episode. It's sort of like you have to put one out. And so oftentimes it gets phoned in and it's often the typical either someone is being greedy and learns the meaning of Christmas bullshit or we save Santa. And that's what it always comes down to because no one really cares about Christmas. And, and that's actually a theme that I've noticed a lot is is nearly every Christmas special now is someone Santa needs help. Yep. Every, you know the the main characters of whatever help Santa do his delivery and that makes everything better. Yep. I mean, there's actually a Christmas special that that sort of reversed this and it was hilarious. The Billy and Mandy Christmas special reveals Mrs. Claus is a vampire and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was made of when? You remember that one, Tom? Fortunately, no. <laughs> oh, you you know who voiced Santa in this? I'm afraid to ask. It's everybody's favorite annoying voice. Gilbert uh-huh. Gottfried? Yeah. Oh, my. I know this sounds terrible, but this was actually genius because it had like a, a vampirized evil... Santa that was absolutely horrifying to look at, voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> See, oh God, it, there reminded was... me, it reminded me of uh, recently, uh, last year, the Phineas and Ferb Christmas special, which was great because of the music. Nice storyline, but great music, of course, with Santa Claus voiced by Clancy Brown. Hmm. It was hard to reconcile Lex Luthor being the voice of Santa Claus. Yeah, a lot of these... Sorry. Specials are pretty good. I'm, wa- I'm watching. I'm watching the Sonic Christmas Blast. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I just found that. Yeah, that kind of reminds me. Of, someone, someone did a ROM hack of Super Mario Brothers Two like several years ago, where they made it into a Christmas game, and it's oh, actually man. really good. Yeah, I've played lots of Christmas. Oh, uh, Christmas Final Fantasy, where someone took all the sprites and made them Christmassy. Christmas Lemmings. Yeah, I play Christmas Lemmings. Yes. Oh, oh, I know, I know what I have to pull out. Uh oh. Christmas Nights, which is actually official. I oh, remember seeing that. Yeah, the uh, days, uh, dreams in the nights, right? Yeah, yeah, and they did a Christmas uh, installment, which I only have the Japanese version because the English version is kind of pricey and doesn't come up as much. But um, it is a lot of fun. You get to, you get little prizes, and then you get a little Sonic game, like a mini Sonic game. Which is pretty cool. I have it hidden away somewhere. Yeah. I, uh, I have my Saturn out. I should fire it up and play it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Christmas came to Pac-Land. Another one of these where X character saves Santa. And it ends with the reindeer eating power pellets. Well, speaking of power pills, doesn't Santa need a little, his little helpers lately? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I think I actually saw a Santa Viagra commercial once. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of creepy, have you seen the Ancestry.com commercial with Santa and he's talking about his ancestor, the Tooth Fairy? And it's really, I find it creepy, not because he's mentioning that it's like an ancestor of his that, that collects, you know, body parts. But it's like that it almost implies that the Tooth Fairy is dead. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, I hope that they, I wonder if they thought about children watching this and going, well, Santa's old and he's saying the Tooth Fairy is his great grandma. That means she's dead? For a long while. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, they could have I, I, made it better by making him actually look up the, the genealogy of St. Nicholas. Well, that would have actually been really cute. But like these Ancestry.com commercials with Santa are really creepy. And, yeah. Uh, the ones with Best Buy were kind of like the woman being mean to Santa was like, God, what are you such a bitch? Santa. Oh, God. Everyone's beating up on Santa this year. Oh, boy. Hey, if it's Billy nice. Bob Thornton as Santa, then go for it. Yeah, well, oh, bad Santa. Dear bad Santa. Yeah, or um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I mean, come on, folks. That makes you had- yawn for the days of I had a friend who's obsessed with Bad Santa. In fact, he had the 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 uh you know badder version, which we called Dear Bad Santa because it looked because you know the dir was higher, so it looked like it was the Bad Santa. <laughs> and, oh, um, and um, someone needs to come up with an oath with this ring, Tom. That's your job. <sighs> In brightest day. Hey, you know what that stuff does? Come on. But I sent a link of a of another commercial where they use some imagery from. No, I thought for those who are listening and don't know what we're talking about, there was a commercial which has tangentially something related to animation. A commercial for a ring that has a hidden compartment for a Viagra pill. Yep. And the first time I saw this, the first thing that came through my mind was Underdog's Blue Energy Pill. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was I was waiting for a spot to say that. Yeah, it, it puts the entire underdogs original underdog series in a completely different light. Yo, oh, God. oh man, here and I'm watching the Verizon Misfit Toys commercial, and here's this. Let's see, is this the CV? This is the CVS Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer commercial. I remember oh. this one. You know, on, un- on an unrelated note, I was looking up. The new Transformers cartoon, which is very much targeted at kids. I was on MTV's website. Oh, no. Are you talking Transformers Prime or Transformers Rescue Robot? Or, uh, Rescue, 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 Rescue Heroes, yes. Rescue yeah. Heroes. But the ad that played before it was for, was for condoms. <laughs> and this was on MTV's website. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Christmas condoms. No, there's an idea. Do, do, do they, they have a like, nice fine smell, or or some, or or are they shaped like are they shaped like uh, mistletoe? Uh, they actually have they actually have um, the Christmas condoms actually have uh, Santa's face on the tip. <sighs> so Santa's going head head first. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's been diving down a lot of chimneys lately, then. Yeah, he knows about a tight space and how to fill it. Let's just hope he doesn't leave any little presents under the tree. <laughs> Ooh. Early Christmas. <laughs> okay, there's no way we can make this better. I'm sorry to our listeners. 
Well, we're talking about Christmas, which, you know, I, I think has devolved into a uh, let's have sex and eat stuff holiday. So it came back right at the beginning, the, the pagan winter solstice. Yeah, it, it's it's becoming yeah. what it used to be. I'm all for this. Let's go for it. Oh, it reminds me. I saw the David Warner Christmas Carol on TV yesterday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where David Warner was playing Cratchit. Oh. And y- you know who's playing, uh, who was playing Ebenezer Scrooge? Who? George C. Scott. Yes, I oh, remember that one. Oh, I remember this one, yeah. Yeah, it actually wasn't bad. It was, he was actually really good as Ebenezer Scrooge. This is the he one was I very remember. muted. He was he was very muted, which worked really well. I thought. Yeah, this is the one I always remember when I think of a Christmas Carol. Because I saw the name David Warren, I'm like, wait, Rachel Ghoul? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, go to the age difference here. I mean, you mentioned him, and I either think evil or I think Sark. So, well, you know what? I could have said I could have said the Terran ambassador. Sure. Uh, well, you could have said the Klingon ambassador too. <laughs> Chancellor, actually. There was a pinky in the brain Christmas. That's the yeah. That was the one where pink where the brain makes a killing robot toy. That was actually a pretty good one because because the brain was that was actually a really good. One. I enjoyed that one because because the, the brain has a very tender moment in it. Oh yeah. And but then was, there was the Powerpuff Girls, the fight before Christmas. I never saw that. It's another one where Santa needs help and gets oh, help. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, there was an Animaniacs Christmas. Wasn't it like direct-to-video or something? Um, they did a musical skit that was actually aired on TV a lot where they did a, their own version of the Little Drummer Boy, which I didn't like. Yeah, I'm not... That, that's that not was the one, the one where they had the barnyard animals playing saxophones and stuff. Yeah, but... <laughs> That's and I know that sounds wrong to, to complain about that, but I'm going to anyways. I don't care. I'm actually looking at a list, the list and thinking of other things. And to me, I think what can really be defined is how many of the of the modern, quote-unquote, Christmas specials are parodies of some of the classic stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whether you, they're emulating or making fun of the stop-motion animation from Rankin Bass, or lampooning the Charlie Brown Christmas special, which still can't be touched. Yeah, everything's just a pale imitation. There really is no more creativity for some of this well, stuff. Well, I mean, like it's it's like that XKCD thing. That did you see the comic where like it basically stacked up all the the Christmas songs and um and it just basically came to the conclusion of nothing has been made since like the fifties. Let me see if I can get this. Cabbage Patch Kids had a Christmas. Well, what, what about uh, what about that very special Christmas song by NSYNC? Oh God! <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and then and then everyone brings out a Christmas song every Christmas, and it has nothing to do with Christmas. Like, like was it Mar- Mariah Carey had a song, and it was like totally had nothing to do with Christmas, but it was sold as a Christmas song. To which all I can say is thank God for Tony Bennett and Andy Williams. Yeah, but like, um, like you see, you see this, like you see this, like graph with like all the Christmas songs, and it's like nothing has happened since the fifties. Not no Bing Crosby in that list. Well, it's mostly like it's mostly like pointing out that like everything sort of peaked when the baby boom boomers were kids, and now it's just sort of 
But I just love listening to Bing Crosby's Christmas. Oh song. yeah, yeah, I yeah, love that. Crosby doesn't put anything out anymore. Isn't he yeah. dead? Yes. <laughs> that that I mean, if like, he was dead and put stuff out, then I'd really get worried. Well, because I was thinking the other day before this came out, like most of the Christmas songs mention things that like would be totally un unrelatable today, like especially like bring us some figgy pudding. What the hell is figgy pudding? Well, in England, figgy pudding doesn't mean what pudding means here. Pudding yeah, yeah, means yeah. something totally different there. Pudding is like this conglomerate thing, like they put like blood and crap in. It's 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 okay. I've had it. <laughs> they lampoon that in the Muppets John Denver Christmas special. Oh, where, yeah. where Piggy thought that Gonzo said piggy pudding. Oh, and he yeah. and he goes he goes they're made it's made with figs, not bacon. <laughs> Oh, and dare we bring up Mr. Hanky? Oh, which is that is a wonderful Christmas special. It has well, the first the the first South Park Christmas special was put together with cardboard paper animation, yep. and it was Jesus versus Santa. Yep, and and oh. then George Clooney made so many copies of that and spread it to every friend he had. Which is why George Clooney gets to play the gay dog in a later episode. George Clooney got the joke because the only thing he said was, Ruff. Yep. And Jerry Seinfeld didn't get the joke when they offered him mutant chick turkey number seven. Well, George Clooney's cool, I think, is what you're, what you're trying to look for here. Also funny. And Jerry Seinfeld isn't. Well, Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> gave us the Festivus poll. Well, he did. Okay. And the feat of strength. But we don't know if he actually did that because Larry David. Oh, right? yes. Because Touché. like, okay, because like anything I've seen that Seinfeld does on his own is sort of a pale, like a pale version of a Larry David joke. See, I was thinking um, Seinfeld to me has always been a pale imitation of Gary Shandling. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, but Festivus is good. That I, I really appreciate Festivus. It's a. That's a great cultural thing that Seinfeld gave us, but no, Seinfeld sucks. Yeah, so this isn't over until, until you pin me. <laughs> I actually almost made a Festivus poll this year. I I had a bunch of red lights, and I was going to cover cover a poll, put it out in the front yard, and then people think I just did a shitty job at like decorating for Christmas. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to be, like a retarded snowman or something? <laughs> Not retarded, special needs. Whatever. I'm going in and drink myself some eggnog. I mean, soy nog. Mmm, soy nog. <sighs> I have to have it. I, I wish I could I could drink the real shit, but it's good. It tastes like... Have you looked into that camel milk I was talking about? Yes, I have <laughs> actually looked into it. Um, actually, I tried goat's milk, and it uh, it did not work out so good. Well, but, uh, you have to find the camel. Goat's milk yeah, well, I, I'm has, trying still to... has uh, still has lactose in it. Camel's milk doesn't have lactose in it. Well, I mean, like, I was looking up that, like, the proteins are different in different types of milk. So I'm, like, trying different types of milk as I can come across it. Camel's milk is something I'm not, I have not come across yet. Uh, that's a little hard to get in South Carolina. I, I'm, a... I'm sure there's a place, but I have not found There's it. actually a store in England that you could actually buy liters of of human breast milk. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, there's breast milk uh, banks here in America. Yeah, so I, I, I'm sorry. I'd much rather go to the tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good night, everybody. Yes. And with that, we'll and with that, that, with that, we should probably wrap this Christmas special up. Oh boy, there's so many Christmas specials. Maybe next year we should focus on just one or two. What do you think, should, guys? Yeah, I think so. We should come up with a list of the most horrible Christmas specials. Seriously, like, or or do a Christmas special commentary on one of the worst ones. Oh yeah, well let's try to find well. Not the Star Wars, because that is, like, one of the worst. We'll try to find one that not everyone knows about. Okay, so that's our job. We have uh, 360 days to do that, Neil. We should get cracking on that immediately, okay? I think we can find something very quickly. <laughs> I, I, I will I will ask my husband. I'm sure he has some pretty wretched Christmas well, specials. Anything well, I'm si- up your head? I'm sitting here on, on Tunerific.com, and... They have the master list. I've just been like scrolling up and down all episode. There was a there was a pause egg company Easter special. It's one of the worst things. A pause Easter company Easter special. He's telling me about, but he says he has to go through the videos, and we we'll try to find something. Pause. My, they're the ones who make the egg coloring kit. Exactly, right and he's, he's. Do you have this on tape? I think I do. He says he has this thing. He might have this thing on tape. It only broadcast on HBO. That says and, something right there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I want to see this thing because, like, there you go, there you go for an Easter special. If I can get a copy of this, Ooh. do you want do you want me to go digging and see if I can find it? I think that sounds pretty damn good to me. All right, I'll do that. Then. An Easter it, special on HBO where you get the chicken bow chicka wow wow. I'm wondering, like, how, if if you have this, I am very impressed at how how you collect media. I mean, I mean, for Easter special, we have to do either that or the Adventures of the American Rabbit. Oh God! Oh yeah. Jesus! <laughs> oh we Jesus! Could, we could do both, uh, but let me see if I can get the pause Easter special because now that I know of this existence, that is the most commercial thing I I think I've. We sell the Easter stuff, and so we made a special to make you buy the Easter stuff. That that would be like a a, a Christmas tree. Uh, Yards making a Christmas cartoon. I think that. Well, let's see. It probably can find some examples of that. But anyway, we'll find those for next year. All right. Uh, I am your host, Ben. With TV's Mr. Neil. That makes and me Thomas Rabor over at 910Comics at 910CMX.com. And I'm Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation, Valkyrie Yuki at SGBY.com. The Christmas special is coming soon. All right. And we're saying. Uh, Feliz Navidad, uh, Yuletide, the tidings and joy and Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas, everybody. Goodbye. Here he comes now, the big hand. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Icicle. I'm Mr. Ten Below. Friends call me Snow Miser. Whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. <laughs> I'm too much. He's <laughs> Mr. White Christmas. He's Mr. Snow. He's Mr. Icicle. He's Mr. Ten Snow miser, whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. <laughs> He's too much. 
I never wanna know a day that's over 40 degrees. I'd rather have a 30, 20, 10, 5, and then it Christmas special. Arking. <laughs>